Welcome to the Visions of a Better World podcast. We are part of Global Visions, an association founded in Helsinki, Finland. Our goal is to bring people and organizations together as well as develop ideas and ways of thinking to make the world a better place. In this podcast series, our association is represented by me, project planner Petri Lahtinen and Max Dalberi, the founder and chairperson of the association. We are also inviting guests to the podcast to discuss themes that are important in making the world a better place. Welcome, everyone. Right, welcome once again to another episode of Visions of a Better World podcast. And once again, uh, I am joined by the founder and chairperson of our association, Global Visions, Max Talbert. Welcome on board once again, Max. Thank you. Great to be here once again. And my name is Petri Lahtinen and I'm still the project planner of Global Visions. And today we are once again privileged to have an interesting guest uh, on board with this particular episode and, and the plans as of now are that we are planning on recording several episodes with this uh, person in question and that is Christian Klockers. Welcome and I'll give you the sort of floor to introduce yourself uh, to, the, to our listeners. Thank you Petri and Max. Uh, well hi everyone. Uh, so uh, yes I'm, I'm Christian. I work as a, a senior university lecturer University of Helsinki and uh, my, my specialization fields uh, lies within political philosophy in general um, and I'm here to speak about issues uh, that deals with has to do with political philosophy mainly. Okay, today we are discussing the history of the philosophy of justice with Christ, Christian and we thought that we would start off by, by going through some basic ideas and con- concepts regarding justice uh, and maybe the first concept could be Normativity. So justice is a normative concept. What does that mean? Uh, yes, well, um, uh, justice has to do with uh, that we ought to do the right thing and not to do the wrong thing. And uh, this is naturally uh, normative things. They tell us something about how we ought to behave or, or what we should avoid. Um, and uh, uh, there's different levels of normativity in, that is involved in, in concepts like these. For example, some think that that justice, um, sort of one of the basic elements, is not to do the, the wrong thing, uh, and that sounds very much to us like an obligation. That's something that we really has to do. Then, uh, at the other end, you can have a conception, for example, of political justice, justice in society, that you think is a uh, would be a good thing. Uh, and then you can think about is this is it an obligation for us to strive for for this? But but normativity in, in the broad sense it has to do with the right and wrong, and then you can have the more specific sense when it becomes really an obligation. Okay, yeah, thanks thanks for this. What then about the terms distributive justice and procedural justice? They are often brought brought up when it comes to justice. What what do they mean? How do they differ? Well, I would say that, well justice in general as a general concept. Um, means that we ought to act in accordance with 
uh, what is right. So you should find out what is right and then act in accordance with this in some way. So it has this, this sort of two components. First, you should know what is right, and then you have to choose some mode of action that through which you realize this is right or build a society in accordance with this. Uh, but this is on a very general level. Uh, usually, when we think about justice, we we start off from specific cases. So distributive justice has to do with a specific case of justice. Let's say we have some resources that that should be distributed or divided in among people in a certain way, and then the justice of how to distribute these should one have should everyone have the same amount, or should they be distributed differently according to merit or need or or, or that? Uh, but then usually when we talk about justice, in, uh, it's it's often best that you start off from from the specific sort of case or the, the more more uh, specified thing like like the issue of this distribution. Yes, procedural justice is uh, also a, a very common concept. Uh, it's usually in connection with things like we think about uh, uh, political processes or democracy. So procedural justice means uh, that uh, rather than uh, sort of trying to think out even beforehand what would be the good thing to realize, you you focus on, on sort of how to come to a conclusion or agreement on something. So procedural justice has much about how to go about. For example, in a democracy, we think that everyone should be included and invited and have the possibility to participate. This doesn't say anything about about the result. Uh, it just says that if everyone is invited, included, has the possibility to participate, we have a process or procedure that is in some sense just, or everyone can vote in a society. That's a different way of also seeing the, the procedure. Then in justice, I mean other cases, the classical this classical distinction between is, is between distributive and what's called punitive justice, that is justice that has to, to do with punishment or, or the law. And usually uh, this is a distinction. You, we don't think the same uh, when it has to do with punishment. In punishment, the classical uh, response is that everyone is treated the same, independent of, of position in society. You are sort of a person. While distributive justice, for example, we think about wages. We think that someone deserves a higher wage than other people and another one. So you, you take it proportionally. Uh, what then about impartiality and reciprocity? These are also two terms that that relate to, to thoughts about justice. So what do they mean and how do they re- relate to this theme? Yes, justice, um, uh, in, in, in addition to being about sort of doing the right thing, it usually, or in most cases, or perhaps always, means that it's uh, doing the right thing in, in relation with other people. So it's a social, it has to be between inter, inter-individual, uh, the social dimension. Um, so, um, and one classical principle that 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 uh, comes out from this, it, it, that we are sort of equal, in some sense, as a starting point, everyone is equal. And uh, we should be treated the same. And this means that we should not try to sort of gain some certain person or without having a specific reason for, for, for giving gain to, to some, some person 
uh, that we should start to be impartial that everybody's sort of have the same work and start up from this this uh, position and of course that we shouldn't strive strive for our own gain to win something uh, that, that uh, would be the partiality instead and not 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 justice in that sense uh, and the same with reciprocity that also means that well it has to do with how we treat other people and that we should think about justice in the sense that that we should treat uh, the way we treat other people we should also be treated in the same way by by other people so it's reciprocal it's, it's the same for all and then finally the first initial question this is maybe quite obvious but that justice is important but, but why do you see do you feel that justice is important and in, in which different ways is it important well i guess it's um when it comes to relations between person uh, it's uh, perhaps the the most important virtue or, or moral moral norm uh, exactly because it has to do with how we treat other people in general uh, it's it, it, so 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 that that's uh, it, it comes out of the as one of the most central moral moral norms or, or issues um, and uh, society also on a social and a political level it's the same philosopher John Rawls says that uh, that justice is the prime virtue of social institutions so in whatever society whatever society you take uh, the way the institutions are organized uh, and justified in some sense uh, by by someone by the leader or by, by the people by, by anyone um, this is called justice so it's it's uh, it, it in both of these cases it's sort of usually mm, one of the most important but exactly about that the field of, of sort of our relationship with other people turn to to look at the different philosophers and and traditions regarding justice the most the most central ones and let's start with plato and let's start by going through the general thoughts regarding justice in ancient greece during his time so what what were the basic views on on justice during plato's time and thus what was the background for plato's thinking regarding justice and a just society yes it's it's always interesting to to study study the Greeks uh, it's always interesting to, to um, study historical conceptions um, and also historical conceptions of justice uh, uh, and one of the reasons is that we by studying these uh, historical cases we see some uh, differences from our own mode of thinking and through seeing these kind of differences we also learn about our own thinking we see, that, see sort of uh, what 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 is constituted of how we think and when it comes to justice i think it's uh, well one starting point is is to see the differences uh, in how justice was conceived in for example ancient uh, greece and uh, usually ancient greek uh, philosophy 
the main question is not justice, it's uh, the good. Or really, it's about the good life. So both Plato and Aristotle, uh, they are, the, the main concern is the good life. Good life in a broad sense, sometimes it's called happiness or eudaimonia in Greek, which is a conception of, of happiness and good life that, that, that sort of something that a person builds up throughout of his life and constitutes the, the whole of one's life if, if one wants. Also, society and politics, the main idea is that the, the answer to the question, why do we have a society? Uh, what is it good for? What is it it's, uh, sort of the, the goal of society? And uh, the most common answer when you go to Plato and Aristotle, the, the most common answer, well, society is there for the sake of, of making it possible for us to have a good life. It's very important because it's, it's, uh, it's something that really makes it easier for us to have a good life. So that's why it's important to think about society because it's as a key factor in, in for the good life. But, but this is a different, I don't think we think like that about justice today. So usually keep this separate. One thing is the good life, and the other thing is justice that has to do with how I, how I behave in relation with other people, for example. So, but but in, uh, in Plato, for example, and Aristotle, these are brought together. So in a way, uh, justice for, for them um, means, well, in, in according to what is right, but what is right is really what is sort of the best for the sake of uh, the good life. Uh, and and this, is, um, this is a difference from, from how, how we think about, about justice, I think. How does Plato then envision a just society to be? How, how is such a society organized and how does it work and what are the roles of different people in it? It of course it's it's not always that easy to see what Plato actually means because he uses the mode of, of dialogue in his writings, and he puts sort of um, often one person that seems to be stand for his his views. Uh, an issue is that that what this person that seems to stand for Plato's views, what what he is standing for, is different in different of Plato's dialogues. Um, so it's not always that easy, but. But, but yes, what kind of? Well, mm, uh, Plato make a comparison between uh, society or the, the state and the individual and thinks that we, th- we should think about our justice in roughly the same way in both cases. What is a just society and what is justice in the, in the individual. And in both cases, they are about the same. In the individual, it's about the individual. Good life is related to that. Um, and in a society, it's about uh, making making a good life possible for the for us for everyone, in fact. And, and then Plato, well, in one sense, um, in Plato's um, Plato's mode of, of thinking, of course, um, and this, this is a big difference from Aristotle's mode of thinking. Uh, he tries to sort of remove a lot about the things that we already know about society, and tries to. I mean, for, for Plato, philosophy is about uh, reflecting on what is uh, good uh, what is the truth and what is good uh, in general um, and and strives to come to a, also to conclusion about justice and society through this mode of thinking where you try to first find out what is sort of good in general for, for everyone or, or in a society
And how does Plato see the good society? How is such a society organized? Well, in the, in the, in the first first step, um, people are equal, uh, and, and in the sense at least that we all strive for for a good life. People are also, according to Plato, different because we do this in different ways and we we do different things in life. We work with different uh, things. Uh, not everyone is doing the same. Um, so we are also different. And how do we have a, how can the individual have a good life in this sense? Well, Plato draws the conclusion, well, if everybody can do what they are good at, that, that's the best. So a good society is one where everybody has the, also the freedom and the possibility to, to do what, what one is best at. Uh, that's, that's sort of one starting point. But then uh, another starting point is, okay, what, what, what is society? Mm. What does uh, a f- well-functioning society uh, need? Uh, first of all, people are, we are in, humans are social. We do things together. Division of labor in society is a good thing because it's not good if everybody tries to do, the, do everything, but, but it's good that some, some take care of, of farming and other things care of other things and these are also both for the individual and for society good good things um, but then Plato begins to uh, reflect upon okay what, what, is, what is needed for society and then he goes into the different kind of virtues that are let's say in an individual there are different kinds of virtues virtues are uh, courage courageous persons that, that's an important virtue another virtue is self-discipline that we sort of reflect upon what we do and think before we act and so on uh, a third is, uh, virtue is is wisdom that we strive to think well and be wise and think about the good think what is what is actually the good thing um, and then the fourth virtue is is uh, is justice to be a, a just just person so how can that be uh, Real and, and and then some things that in the in the in society, the same kind of virtues um, should be in, in a society also. It's good if society have good these kind of virtues. And then after some reasoning, uh, Plato comes to the conclusion: Well, well, some people are sort of best at just doing what they do, uh, work with certain things, be farmers and so on, and. The, the, the highest virtue for this kind of person is just to, to, to be a just person and a just farmer, uh, just salesman and so on and my, do my thing. Uh, and that's good. That's one part of a very important society, part of society. Without this, society won't work and we need all, all these kind of things to, to work. Uh, in addition, the society needs to, to be protected and, and uh, to have, have security. And for that sake, you need people that are courageous um, and uh, um, Plato calls them guardians or soldiers, really. In the first, or the first sense of guardian is a, a soldier, and their task is to see to it that that safety, security, uh, and and in case of war, that they take care of of sort of uh, worrying. And then you have two kinds of of people needed. But then, in addition. Um, 
it's good if you have also wisdom in society. If you have wise leaders or you have a political system that that realizes some form of wisdom, that's also a very important thing because that is sort of taking care of society as a whole, of thinking about how should how should these be these different issues be, be organized. So you need also persons that are wise uh, or also in that sense and the wise and the best thing in society if if this wise person are, are those that that are the leaders in this sense Plato comes to the conclusion that it's good if we sort of look at society from these sort of types of persons that he calls classes so we have the ordinary citizens their task is just to do what they want to do they have their own freedom but they, they sort of stay within that area uh, they play music they do farming and so on and they are they are just persons then we have soldiers we need them also uh, they should be courageous that's the main thing um, but then uh, thinking about this this whole thing what what is sort of how should we weight these different virtues we have many virtues we have we have uh, courageousness we have justice self-discipline wisdom well Plato draws the conclusion it's of course best if the whole the whole is sort of built up in a way that is in accordance with with wisdom in a wise way um, he draws the same conclusions about uh, us as individuals we need all these kind of different kind of virtues but the highest one in the end is wisdom it's best if we, we let the reason <laughs> steer the whole thing and and and, and so on so then then when Plato again without any any really as I said he sort of removes um, his contemporary society or tries to remove it and just think from out of scratch in a way from out of a general um, conception of the good and try then to construct a society on the basis of this conception of the of the good so he's not thinking about these, for example, these classes are something that already exists. You already, only think about it from the perspective of, okay, what would be the best way to realize the good, that is to say justice in society? What is the best order? So, okay, wisdom in society then becomes the task. So how do you realize wisdom in society? Uh, and then Plato comes to the conclusion, well, um, the best way of realizing wisdom in society is that wise persons take care of the organization of society or think about how to organize society right that that's how we reach wisdom you can understand that in a way yeah, <laughs> we find this kind of reasoning today also mm -hmm. that that is uh, and then he follows then okay what is then how do we find these leaders that are wise persons well um, the best way, according to Plato, is that only at the young age we try to pick out uh, some persons that sort of seem to have uh, this ability um, to becoming wise, and we put them into education. We are educated in wisdom, in other words, in philosophy. Philosophy means the love of wisdom. So, if you educate people in wisdom, that is that you educate them into be becoming philosophers. They should have a not only knowledge about things in the world, but a sort of a broad picture of everything that is good and true and so on. So uh, the idea is to educate 
certain people to become uh, philosophers. Uh, that is to say that they become wise persons. And then the idea that all Plato draws the conclusion that, that these should, the best thing if these can be sort of the leaders of society. These could make the decisions and the planning. But he adds certain things to it. It's not, this it shouldn't be just philosophers. They should also, they shouldn't have any kind of personal gain in this at all. They should only be interested or concerned with wisdom in society and do nothing else. So they shouldn't, they shouldn't uh, have any property, they shouldn't ha have any, any wages at all, they should, shouldn't have any possibility to gain anything from this decision making. They should just sit and think and plan society according to, to wisdom. And that, from this comes this uh, very classic conception of the philosopher kings, which in fact is uh, it's very strange, of course, because it, it, it would imply that you, you pick out certain persons and you educate them in a certain way and then they have to sort of stick with, with this one thing that they do the best. They are wise and they are leaders. I'm starting to think when I when I hear this, I'm starting to think about current problems in the world and then these Plato's reflections on leadership. Uh, could these ideas be somehow useful today when we are looking at, for example, populism, the threat that populism brings to, to liberal democracy and and voters who seem to only think of their own immediate benefit without looking at the facts in a certain political question. That, that's one, one team. And the other is global uh, climate change and the global necessary actions that we need in order to, to fight, fight, fight climate change. So can we draw something from Plato's thoughts regarding these current problems? Not very much, I think, <laughs> in yeah. fact. But, but of course, the, this issue of... Uh, um, practical wisdom in society is something that is always sort of in, in one way or another still present in contemporary thinking. How can that be uh, realized in some sense that you somehow get, you produce good decisions that are actually good, that are wise in some sense? Uh, and how can you create a system? But I don't think Plato's solution uh, has any credibility at all. I mean, it... Um, to pick out certain persons from at a young age and educate them to be these leaders uh, sounds extremely misguided. <laughs> also, of course, uh, a classical critique of this, um, how do we find, how do we know who these should be? How do we know that they actually are wise then in the end? Then there should be someone else, somewhere else that decides, okay, I am now wise and I decide that this person will become wise in the future so let's educate this according to how I view wisdom so then we are sort of moving in a circle that, that first you have to find the wise who should pick out the wise uh, and uh, of course um, nobody believes in this kind of thing but I mean the, the, the issue the question of how to realize um, make possible a, a system that is that that has has wisdom. Um, that's an issue for for democracy because uh, I, I mean this was Plato's classical critique of democracy, which still is is uh, um, pertinent. He didn't like democracy. Why? Because uh, democracy exactly is not based on the on the principle of wisdom. It uh, it's based on the principle of equality. 
uh, and equality means that everyone's views are have the same worth in a way and this for Plato would lead to a kind of uh, marketplace of opinions uh, people's opinions change from day to day uh, you would have a total mess um, and you would have to have to change your the political decision from, from, from one day to another um, and exactly it's not about wisdom it's about equality, it's about number so the majority will decide but that's not wisdom that's that's uh, not numerical it's about numbers so and that, that's the main reason why why Plato once again he's going back sort of thinking from out of very general principles not thinking about how how it actually worked or, or didn't work at that time but thinking about the general principles numbers or wisdom well wisdom is better than just numbers so let's take 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 wisdom but uh, that's of course still an issue in, in when, when we in our times believe in, in democracy and equality um, so is there any way of uh, how to introduce wisdom in, in, into this system we have the solution to this we have representative democracy which I mean the representation is not as such a, a democratic principle it comes from other, other systems but that's sort of one easy way to see okay by by not everybody being part of decision making, but by by picking out sort of the best through 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 elections, then you sort of increase the the amount of wisdom in society. So that's a kind of modern ans- answer to Plato's problem. In that. Yeah, I was thinking about this: how to get decision 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 makers to to be more more wise and how to make make the right decisions. But this, of course, this bringing up a, a person from a young age is of course utopian. But 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 still. Still, Plato might be interest relevant. Sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, what then about Plato's view on the role of laws in a society? Well, both Plato and Aristotle uh, thinks that uh, that a good laws is the is the very foundation of a society. So this issue, who are to be the leaders, is uh, sort of in, in fact a kind of additional thing to to the the good laws. So, but they don't have, or Plato doesn't have very much to say about um, about what kind of laws are the good. It's more, more uh, in general that to have good laws and to have the leaders that that reflect upon these laws. And of course, by law, it's not meant the same thing as we know laws today. It's more about this general constitution of society, uh, what should be the the organizational structure, uh, and so on. Um, so laws in this sense uh, are, are central because the laws provide stability of course to the society one other interesting topic here is, is Plato's views on the role of women in society and then then other groups of, of people in society so what, what were Plato's views on, on equality in this yes they are of course they are very interesting in the sense that uh, once again when he, he is sort of thinking without taking into consideration, or in the first state, not taking into consideration how society works uh, at that time. And then he sort of <laughs> hesitates, and uh, Socrates in, in state hesitates a bit, uh, uh, because he's afraid, uh, well, I, I shouldn't really say this now, but this style, but, but anyway, well, in fact, uh, there's no difference between women and men when it comes to intelligence and what they can do uh, also, women do uh, things, some things better 
maybe they take care of children better than men okay so they are good at that but in other ways uh, there's no uh, difference in, in intellect or other um, skills between men and, and women uh, so in that sense equality between men and women is there it's a starting point and the, a woman can become a philosopher as well as a man there's no 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 difference in that um, then of course Plato also gradually introduces um, differences between different 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 groups in society uh, slaves exist so slavery exists and that's sort of taken for granted usually women do different things than men in society and so on this is not that much dis discussed but in in, um, in 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 detail but anyway of course when we come to to politics or society uh, there's some clear restrictions on who are the persons that that really sort of participate in in politics it's really a very small minority of the big population that that are the, the free uh, free citizens that that have the right all these rights to participate and and so on do you have any comments petri or, or thoughts or questions well of course since i'm myself a classical scholar and classical philologist i would have tons of <laughs> things to say about plato but then we would be here uh, all through the weekend, I guess. So it's 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 very hard to uh, for myself, especially because I spent uh, in my own 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 field of study specializes in Plato. So it's it's very hard to to kind of discuss Plato's philosophy in it briefly because, as as you Christian said, there's the, the scholarship also in Plato has has, has evolved during the. Uh, history of Western academia, and there's, for example, uh, first there there's different schools who interpret Plato. Uh, some say that try to view his philosophy as unitarian, that that his philosophy is kind of coherent and unitary all through his dialogues. And there are some people who think that he kind of revised his yeah. thoughts. And then some are in in say that he kind of developed his philosophy throughout his dialogues, and then going through an uh, completely to another field of interpretation. There are also new paradigms that are trying to argue for the concept that actually Plato never said anything precise in his dialogues; that they were more sort of like. Uh, conversational pieces uh, for the students of his academia to kind of that it was for kind of opens for discussion, and of course uh, historically it's it's usually the, the common interpretation is that what Socrates says in the dialogues is what Plato himself himself thinks, but that's also been challenged. But yes, that's very much. I mean. Uh, it, because many, especially when in the dialogues that that treats uh, sort of political subjects, Socrates, it's it's only in the in the Republic that Socrates is there. If we take the the laws, it's the uh, Athenian he's called uh, the the main yes. proponent, and in uh, uh, the statesman, I think it's someone, it's the guest who is the sort of the, comes out sort of as the seems to come out as the winner in the end. Yeah. So it's very different persons also, and and it's very different difficult therefore to say. Who who is sort of 
Plato? Is, yeah. is he standing or is he, is he just sitting back and writing out these things because he finds it amusing or interesting and putting putting things in, in other people's Yeah, and when we, especially when we think about the, the earlier dialogues, which has have to, the, mo, mo, a lot of them deal with individual virtues, but they all, or most of them sort of end in this uh, classical aporia state that the 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 virtues the the concept of of a virtue that is given uh, some person in the dialogue gives a definition of a virtue and the dialogue ends that that uh, definition is is not an adequate one but it, Plato doesn't sort of provide an an uh, yeah. a, an answer to what what how this one specific virtue should be defined and uh, this goes also back to the idea that the, to Kind of back up the the interpretation that these dialogues were sort of like open discussing discuss, open for discussion that that the students probably read them and then like they like okay well in this dialogue we come now to the conclusion that this definition of this particular virtue is not enough share your thoughts and 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 yeah. especially the interpretation of Plato and his dialogues one which is a bit, uh, it, it has gained more ground during recent years, I feel, but uh, uh, historically it's been, it's been problematic, in the, especially in the Western academia, it's, it's the sort of esoteric interpretation, because a Western academia historically is kind of shunned away from anything that is esoteric, because that has been viewed as, as, as non-scientific, but now we have the one, one letter uh, surviving from Plato, the seventh, so-called seventh letter that usually is uh, held among classical scholars as an authentic uh, letter, whereas the other ones are more debated. And in particularly in that letter, Plato writes that uh, that, that philosophy and wisdom can cannot be thought through writing; that it should be done in 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 discourse yeah, and, and dialectic and, 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 and through like conversation so that also backs up the idea and some scholars for example are, are thinking have been in, have the interpretation that Plato never meant to write his own sort of actual ideas in the dialogues that or at least they're cleverly hidden there if they are there at all and this for example uh, going specifically to the question of justice and uh, eudaimonia which was, has been discussed it's uh, evident that uh, for example that never in any in any of his dialogues Plato never really kind of specifies even what eudaimonia means it's sort of like it's all it's in the background in many of the dialogues but it's never specified that this is what he means by eudaimonia and 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 it's he always seems to go around the idea and of course then when the the dialogues evolve and the the theory of forms or or the idea theory comes into play then it's evident that also that for the cohesion of of, of uh, his philosophy the justice must be also this kind of transcendental idea that the kind of earthly justice then reflects but then if that's a hard question even to like to write in in, in in a dialogue form what that would be exactly so 
that is also a problem when uh, when we when discussing discussing Plato and of course we have uh, the, the Republic which we have discussed is is the most evident one uh, of the dialogues when when discussing the idea of justice in Plato and uh, and and yes, he there's he, he also mentions that, that as you said, justice is one of his five cardinal virtues, but he never gives a specific definition of what justice means. And the the whole idea of justice uh, not justice but society is is sort of going back to the very very beginning of this discussion is is a question about distributive justice that just uh, according to Republic views presented in republics, uh, republics and the states and societies are formed because people have a multitude of different needs and they need other people to kind of realize all those needs. But then going to this eudaimonia in the republic, yes, it's it's the that the people have roles, uh, these different classes, and people should stick to that one role, and that's the a way of kind of sort of uh, pursuing that eudaimonia that when someone who is fitted for being a philosopher he's, he reaches happiness by being a philosopher in a society but then when we go bit this is like a middle period norm, during the nor uh, canonized categorization but then we go a bit forward to the late the more metaphysical dialogues then there's the, the idea of happiness is is uh, through pursuit of like personal pursuit of, of, of creative works and self-preservation and, and that's done by uh, and then the question of beauty comes into play but that's of course even further away from the modern concept of of what we have of justice today so it's it's very hard sort of to view how does the concept of beauty and justice fit in 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 a, in a modern sense of thinking about these topics. Yes, yes. When you when you read the uh, Republic or Politeia, as it's in, in Greek, mm -hmm. the notion of Republic or Republic that is not a good good sort of English title on that work. Mm -hmm. Politeia refers just to the the whole of the polis mm -hmm. or the structure or the organization of, mm -hmm. of the polis as as a whole. And when you see what it tries to say about or what Socrates in that tries to say about justice, it, it, it's very unclear in the end. So, it, but it seems to indicate in that if, if we again read read him out as this is sort of his Socrates, his Plato. <laughs> if, we, if we read it in that way, that that justice is is in fact then more about in, in society is more about creating this kind of organization. Um, that makes this good life possible, and then you, you or make the good possible, uh, and then you have sort of two. You have a kind of freedom for everyone because I can do what I like, I can do what I best at, and I can become happy or a good, have a good life in that mm -hmm. sense. But then you have this: what you what you spoke about, of course. Uh, the philosopher then begins to think about what's what's the higher form of a good life, and then this comes out. Out of what, what kind of things should we strive for in that in, to reach this higher form, form of eudaimonia and then what but also in the end what um, the kind of conception of society that comes out of Plato is of course one where uh, 
I mean, being part of society is just doing your work. You don't have to participate in decision making. You can leave the decision making and the planning to that this small group of wise persons. So uh, there's there's sort of very little politics. In fact, in the end, you just create. You think about what's the best system. We create this system, and then it's there. You don't need much more politics. Otherwise, they they can think about all the problems and think how to organize things better and so on. But uh, uh, but not not much more. Yeah, and one question that also has to when he, when we discuss about a republic in today's context, and 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 certainly there are a lot of elements that we also have discussed already that seems uh, they they don't seem quite uh, so appealing to us anymore. But we also must consider the the historical context when in, in which course, uh, the uh, republic was written that we, uh, if in, in that sort of uh, the, the kind of the idea of a state as we now understand it didn't exist there was the police as you mentioned a city state but there's there was not no like a country such as Greece back in the day and 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 the sort of this the reality of these uh, of these city states was very fragile there was uh, a constant, almost constant threat of both an internal and external uh, conflicts, uh, yes. and 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 that that is the historical background against which we have to view republic and and that sort of kind of almost a totalitarian uh, concept of the state that Plato seems to uh, advocate in republic and also. The, 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 the city-state of, of Sparta, which uh, was also uh, very strict, very military-like, but also very, in, in that historical era, very functioning society, at least on a, on a surface level. Yeah, um, you can view it, Plato's conception as totalitarian, perhaps in some way, I mean, if we, especially if we think it from out of our perspective, it's, it sounds very totalitarian. Um, but it has many aspects. I mean, it, it really is an attempt to, um, I mean, uh, at least all all equal citizens yeah. uh, are given a freedom to do what they like with their lives. They can strive for happiness and they can fail. And it's not up to the state to take care of anything like this. Uh, when we think of totalitarianism in, in contemporary terms, totalitarianism refers more to a kind of conception of society where uh, also the leaders should be concerned with what people actually do mm-hmm. and and sort of rule should go all the way down to the citizen but that's not sort of the, the, the kind of society that Plato is writing about he's giving freedom to anyone to do what like but then of course it becomes very static due perhaps to due to his thinking of trying to find out the general truths about things and then you stick with the general truths then it becomes very static because it says then okay everybody can do what they're best at and then you assume that well I'd, I'd like to play the flute for the rest of my life and that's my work and I'm not going to do anything else I'm happy with that which then becomes strange yeah not yet totalitarian but strange because it's so so static yeah and then then of course um, politics is, is sort of um, I mean, in a contemporary, modern form of totalitarianism, politics is everywhere. Mm-hmm. It, it, it sort of uh, saturates everything in society. 
while the, the kind of picture that comes out from Plato is more that the politics is not in very important. Yeah. It's you, you, you have had the wise persons, they plan things, organize things and so on, so everybody can have their own life. But otherwise, uh, there's not, not sort of, it's not a tyrannical rule <laughs> in the no, end. No. It's good planning, yeah. wise planning, that's yeah. all. So, so it's a kind of both and, uh, in, in a way it's not at all totalitarian, but of course, many have read it in that way that, that yes. we don't want this because it, it, it's also, it says, says to everyone, stay in your place, and we don't like that. Yes, and that, that's also, I, I was reminded, I don't know if this is too far off to go to that direction, but I was, when we discussing this, I was reminded of, of, of more modern philosopher, uh, the French philosopher, Georges Bataille, who uh, is of course very obscure and, and, and referencing him in this context is, is very um, can be quite quite tricky but uh, there, he in one of his writings he is he's saying that in, in, in a more modern society uh, it's it's sort of not as, as a prison but the citizens should not uh, just remain in one role that this sort of the the state or the uh, more more general the society gives to them, mm-hmm. and 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 yes, and exactly. then there's also yeah, the the staticness of, of of things doesn't take into consideration that the, the we're living in a very complex world where things relate to each other. Yes, so yes, so like and and going on a back to one other thing we were discussing that can we. Uh, sort of learn anything or gain anything from from Plato's Republic. Uh, in a one sense, uh, there's, I, I, of course, we, I, I'm not saying that we should take uh, the professors from, from the university of here, the, from the philosophy apartment and, and place them as the head of states, but uh, more generally there's like this, fit, uh, just staying in one role it seems that, uh, especially at, at least, well, maybe it's it's a global thing, but also more so in the Western world that I'm more familiar with, uh, for obvious reasons, is that the sort of uh, the value given to expert opinions has lessened. So if there's, let's say, for example, now that there, in 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 the case of Finland, for example, the 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 goals we have uh, for for sustainability and, and re, uh, respecting the planetary limits and, and the question of uh, ecological questions, uh, there's constantly that politicians are pushing the dates that they have said that okay by this date we are we are committed to uh, reduce the emissions or yeah. have this and that and that and they are constantly uh, scholars and and researchers who say that this is urgent we don't have the time anymore but they they completely the, the yes. these policy makers and decision makers mm-hmm. seem to completely ignore the people who are whose the, their life works a lot with the work of their life is is concentrated of of, of knowing the answers or yes, finding yes. the answer for these questions yes. so that that at least is that maybe we we might not necessarily need philosophy kings but maybe we sh- should have uh, researchers and academics not necessarily more involved but they should be 
uh, heard more in in policy making and decision making. In in a way, I mean that 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 is sort of going back to the the one of the, the main problems with Plato's conception that I mentioned. Yeah. That okay, it's better is wisdom or the wise uh, are leaders, but someone has to first pick out the wise. Yeah. And this is one of the issues, of course, today. Exactly as you say, we have ex- experts in the field. But if there is no no one else that says we should listen to this expert in this field, mm-hmm. and we need that that sort of additional <laughs> thing to happen for that to be possible, mm-hmm. and and so so uh, that the politicians may just decide well this expert is uh, we shouldn't take listen to that one we listen only to that expert, mm-hmm. so we have this, this sort of kind of same thing same issue open issue. Uh, Wisdom, yes, but then someone should be wise enough to pick who are the wise. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us at www.globalvisions.fi. Check out also Max's book, which is available to download for free at www.avisionofabetterworld.net. We are also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and Discord. Everyone is welcome to take part in our activities and discussion, which is an invitation to reflect on how to make the world a better place.